Welcome to the Gals Guide to the Galaxy podcast, where a group of gals gather for you one cool thing around our topic of the month. Is it ancient history? Is it breaking news? Is it safe for work? Well, that's up to each gal. All we know is that... Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. It's a new month at Gals Guide Library, and it's Bonnie's favorite month because it's time to learn about science gals. So let me introduce you to the fabulous four females who will lead us on the scientific journey. First up, she's already geeking out, and she's the library manager of Gals Guide. It's Bonnie Fellenworth! Yay! So Bonnie, tell the good people about yourself and your love of science. Yes. I am a huge nerd. Yes. Love all the science, yeah. science fiction, and all the science ladies. Yes. I have to stop myself from painting like only the science ladies. Right. Because I really want to. <laughs> I don't think anybody would stop you that's here. No. <laughs> but there's like a bunch of all other awesome ladies that didn't there do is. just science. True. But the science ladies are my favorite. There you go. I say... Paint what the hell you want. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, next up, she knows all about chemistry because she's getting married next month. See oh, what I did there? That's right. It's Katie Harris, people. Yay! <laughs> so Katie, tell the good people about yourself and what you have been up to. <laughs> well, it's ironic you minutes mentioned chemistry because I definitely failed that twice at Ball State. So oh, this is a ew, maybe I don't know the chemistry of love. I'm stretching. I'm trying. Expert at that. <laughs> Damn moles. I usually uh, do the baking references and stuff, but I'm like, I no. mean, baking is it's is chemistry. chemistry. It is, so it is, but I've used it, has it to be like within my wheelhouse three or four times. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true. By the time all these air, I'll be so close to my wedding. <gasps> I know, Ooh. and I'm so excited. I don't Wait, know if everybody what? knows that Leah is officiating. I so am she's gonna do so the deed. For me, awesome. I am. I'm gonna be dressed as a either a um, a squirrel, oh, yeah. or as a Jedi, or in a moo. As we, long as you're in a squirrel. costume, it's I'm, a just, I'm gonna keep the Star Wars. Yeah. I say squirrel. Wedding. Star Wars themed well, wedding. Yes, it's a spring wedding. <laughs> squirrel, squirrel could be appropriate. See? That's right. Obviously. Exactly. May the fifth. Yes, exactly. I know, right? <laughs> um, all right. So next up, we have a returning guest and a bona fide science nerd. Look oh, at nice. that. So Jen Burke is back, everybody. Yay! Thank you. So Jen, remind the good people about your sales. Well, it's not really also reminding because I got new stuff. <gasps> What's the new, got new stuff? stuff? Yes. Um, I got a new job. Ooh. And I am now an environmental scientist. <gasps> yes! Oh, all nice. the green science, yes. Mm -hmm. And the Indiana <laughs> Department of Health. And so what I'm Sweet. doing is I'm working right now in lead and healthy homes. Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. so I go around. Right now, we're doing uh, assessments at houses, um, checking on some kiddos and some people that might not be doing too good. And right. So we go and check out the house, make sure that the danger is not there. Yeah. We also, I'm going to be educated and certified in radon detection and remediation. Oh, very cool. Yes. See here, I'm also going to be watching over those who are supposed to be certified and doing the job mm. proper so i'm right. super excited about this oh that's awesome you gotta keep people's homes safe i know using science i know homes <laughs> possibly businesses and definitely schools uh daycares oh very <gasps> cool the kiddos. oh Yay. the will babies 
I love it. Oh, that is fantastic. Well, as for me, I am Dr. Leah Leach, the executive director of Girls Guide, and I often love science. Sorry, it's a throwback to an old website that doesn't use that title anymore. <laughs> so I love learning <laughs> about the world around us and how interconnected we all are, and I'm excited to learn more about the fab science ladies this month. But before we dive into our first cool science gal... Let's look at the Gas Guide calendar for this week, shall we? Dun, dun, dun. So, first off, we have First Friday's festivities. I love all the Fs that I'm using in this yes. particular episode. Uh, all over campus on May 6th, may the 6th be with you, from 6 p.m. <laughs> to 9 p.m., come see what's new at the Gals Guide Library and enjoy some live music as well as beer and wine is available. On Saturday, May 7th, we have two events. So the first starts at 12 p.m. We are hosting a workshop to root your dreams. That's right. We are taking the wonderful wisdom of Dr. Terrani Trent and we are putting our dreams in the soil and nurturing them to come true. So there is a $10 registration for this event, but you get really cool supplies like, you know, uh, seeds and a pot and soil. And we tell you your dreams are going to come true because they are. That's right. <laughs> uh, after the workshop, stay because we are hosting our very first LGBTQA plus ally meetup. So this event will be from two to four. It is open to all ages. We're going to be meeting the first Saturday of every month to support our LGBTQ community. There is a real drought of support in Noblesville. So we are taking an active and positive stance to hold our space open for everybody so for more information and to get those times or dates again because i talk really fast go to galsguide.org and click on the calendar but now it's time for the moment that bonnie's been waiting for <laughs> bonnie who is your one cool science gal <laughs> i am going to be doing and i can't believe i haven't done her yet yes Rosalind Franklin. Rosie? Uh, have we not done Rosie? She hates being called Rosie, uh, doesn't I, I she? Oh, we'll get to that. <laughs> Rosalind Franklin. She did yes. like Roz, though. You could call oh, her Oh, she Roz. liked Roz? I can do Roz. Okay, Roz, darling. Yes. Doctor. Oh, Dr. Roz. Dr. Wait. Rosalind Elise that Franklin. Sounds like, that, that sounds like Dr. Oz, though. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> No, thanks. Yeah. Uh, was born the 25th of July in 1920. Uh, her parents were Ellis and Muriel Whaley. They were married in 1917 and had five children, oh. three boys, two girls. Rosalind was the second born and the oldest girl. Okay. Her father worked at the family bank, uh, which only allowed men to work. Even as secretaries or telephonists. What? Oh, okay. Her father's brother, Hugh, so her uncle, accosted Winston Churchill's home secretary. Oh, my goodness. On a train for Churchill's opposition to women's suffrage. Oh, I kind of like that. Yes. <laughs> She's born in Britain. I don't think I mentioned that. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yes, there okay. we go. Yes. yes. Very British. Uh, he had been married twice. His okay. second wife was a woman named Elise, which is where she gets her middle name. Oh. But Elise died of the Spanish flu, oh. which we all know about now. Right. Mm -hmm. Now we know. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In 1919, before Rosalind was born. Oh, wow. Okay. Her aunt, Alice, cut her hair short and lived with another woman. Which, of which the family made no comment. Oh, yes. Don't yeah, see don't, nothing, won't be mm, nothing. Don't talk, don't say. Mm, mm, we know what it is. Mm, mm. <laughs> like um, it. Her mother 
Muriel was intelligent, but denied a college education because her mother disapproved. Okay. Uh, but she came, became an accomplished writer later in life. Cool. Very nice. Uh, the family was both British and Jewish. They mm-hmm. were upper middle class. Her father felt strongly against purchasing a second house, okay. like many other families in their class, because some people didn't even have one home. Cool. How thoughtful. So <laughs> that's so kind of you. <laughs> but the entire family had a strong commitment of doing uh, community service. Okay. So awesome. Yeah. Okay. But don't you dare buy that second house. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be wrong. That's the line. <laughs> that's the line. <laughs> right. <laughs> that second house crap. Not my family. <laughs> right. So, Suddenly feel like buying a second home now. <laughs> Can I live in it? Yes. Okay. It is going to be the like size of my shed, though. That is really all I can afford at a second home. It's, is that okay? Uh, the squirrel house. It's the squirrel, squirrel house. <laughs> the nut house where it's fun. Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. The other siblings, the oldest brothers named David, and then there's Colin, Roland, yeah. and Jennifer. Jennifer? What? what? Jennifer. I didn't know you were one of the siblings. <laughs> She was born November 5th, 1929. You're looking great for being born in the 20s. Look at that. (laughs) Fabulous. What is your skincare regime? (laughs) Uh, The family had a nanny named Ada Griffiths. So the nanny's fine, but not the second home. Got it. Yep. (laughs) They lovingly called Nanny. No. How did they come up with this? Was there a meeting? (laughs) Um, but she well, was they so much to give her her own identity. <laughs> She's yeah. clearly just a nanny. Clearly, but yes. she was so much of the family that her birthday was planned for and celebrated. Uh, okay, oh. and she taught Rosalind how to knit. So she was considered a person without a name. Yep. Uh, okay, and yep. a craft person. Okay, yep. okay. no, that's great. Mm. Yep. <laughs> when I don't Ron- know why I'm throwing so much shade on this family. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm She's sorry. Right. <laughs> Just wait, yeah. wait. There will be plenty of shade. There's more. Oh, okay, okay. There's and more. This is there's true. because uh, yeah. Okay. There, there's right, a yeah. bonus addition. <laughs> I'm just thinking the this. men in her life were probably not always fabulous yep. <laughs> because of I know what yep. happens yep. next. Yep. Okay, uh, but continue. continue. Particular. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, when Rosalind was six, yeah. her aunt Ellis's sister, okay. Helen, Mammy Bentwich, Mammy. Yep. Uh, wrote in a letter that Rosalind is alarmingly clever. She spends all of her time. I write that about me. (laughs) It's not going to happen. Dangerously smart. Shocking. Shocking. Jump because she's so alarming. (laughs) But she's alarmingly clever. She spends all of her time doing arithmetic for pleasure. Yeah. And invariably gets her sums right. The nerve. The girl wow. is good as math. It's like, is it on this an woman. accident? What, <laughs> what do we do with this freak fun. of nature? Yes. Oh my gosh. Uh, How will she get her, her knitting s- done? <laughs> <laughs> Mammy herself had gotten a degree from Bedford College. But Mammy. not a name. But was okay. not expected to have a career. Mm. And then her mother, which would have been Rosalind's grandmother, mm-hmm. Carolyn Jacob Franklin, mm. Also had a degree from Bedford, what? and a time, um, and this time in British society for women, superior intelligence was an embarrassment. As, <laughs> so I think it's like, weird. Go to that she's yeah. surrounded by all these other women who've gone to college, right? Even if they're not expected to have careers, yeah. But 
but let's not do math. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's, it's, it's odd. Gotta it's stick with she, literature. My brain hurts. <laughs> Why'd they even let her in then? But okay. Right. Sure. Exactly. No. Sure. Awesome. I don't think college was free. Mm-hmm. I mean. Nope. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Uh, Rosalind attended a private day school, um, okay. just like her older brother, David, which is still standing in Holland Park Avenue. Okay. Um, at the time, it had co-education until 11 years old. Mm-hmm. And then only taught girls. Okay. The curriculum included history, literature, arithmetic, woodworking, and sports. Oh. I thought it was going to be Math. more like <laughs> cleaning and <laughs> or as they call sewing. it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Housekeeping lines. or yeah. Uh, econo- home economics. Uh, uh, okay. I don't think that was invented. No. Yeah, it was invented. So that's later. why I went. Yeah. True. Yeah. That Fair. Way. Yep. Yep. Um. I'm very. I'm intentionally calling it arithmetic because okay. I refuse to call it maths. 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 She's British. The British, the British maths. maths. It's maths. <laughs> I love it. Uh, she attended Bexhill Boarding School okay. for young ladies at nine years old. Uh, David attended another boarding school nearby, and her family sent her Hebula. Yeah. Hebrew lessons by mm-hmm. mail weekly mm-hmm. cool. for her mm-hmm. to do while the other girls attended church services. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, the subjects there included geometry, more math. Oh my gosh. Geography <laughs> and Elizabethan poetry. There it is. <laughs> and as well, they had a uh, lecture series as well. Cool. Um, every Monday, marks were given. Um, and Rosalind wrote home one week realizing that she was fourth in the class, but should have been first right. because she had done the math, but <laughs> asked her parents not to say anything for fear of getting in trouble for keeping track of her own grades. <laughs> Love <No>. her. <laughs> It's kind of like when I argue history facts and I say, I know how to do math, and it's really comparing just the dates of what came first. I feel a kinship. (laughs) And at age 11, she attended St. Paul's Girls School. Okay. Um, Nanny had attended the school as a girl, and Cecilia uh pain gaboshkin had ah. also attended in 1917 oh okay so, all right gotcha which was different time also astronomer yes yes cool yes look at that tying those science ladies mm-hmm. together Sweet. um by 16 she showed a strong interest in chemistry physics and math okay cool uh the whole family um did attend the 1937 uh, King's coronation for Edward. Right. Um, but they also lived in Britain during the time of the rise of Hitler. Ah. Yeah. Because 1937. Yes. Right. Uh, the family took in two refugee girls. Gotcha. Hmm. Um, at age 17, she took entrance exams in physics and chemistry for Cambridge. Cambridge. And placed first in chemistry. Yay! Uh, she left for Cambridge, London, uh, London was preparing for war. Homes mm. were adding bomb shelters. Trenches were being dug in parks. And mm. public bomb shelters were organized. Oh, goodness. All as she was leaving for college? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Cambridge University at the time did not award degrees to women. Only titular 
titular degree. Titular degree. Love those titular degrees. We know what those titular degrees mean. Many of the other girls brought gas masks from home. And Roslyn was claustrophobic. And instead of being in the shelter, she volunteered to be an air raid warden instead of being down in there. Well, she knew what her strengths and weaknesses Mm -hmm. were. So she's like, no, no, no. I'll Uh, sound the alarm. Uh, it was at Cambridge where she first learned of the process called X-ray crystallography. Yay. And in a 1939 exam, Rosalind felt she did horribly, but got joint second place overall. <laughs> like, these ladies have so much in common. Yeah, yeah. Uh, her father, Rosalind's father, did not want her to attend a second year at university. Right. Insisting that she should join the war effort oh. and that... He would not pay, but her mother and Aunt Alice said they would pay. Never yeah, yeah, go. Right. Like yes. Her. Yes. <laughs> um, her father wrote to her while she was at school, questioning that perhaps she was losing her religious faith. Faith. Ah. And she replied with one of my favorite quotes that science and everyday life cannot and should not be separated. Oh, mm-hmm. look at that. See, I love it. Um, that should be on like a piece of artwork or something. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Working on that one. Uh, she, uh, while at college, she attended a lecture by Adrienne. Oh goodness, names. Uh, yeah, yeah, I forgot to write that. These are my notes from my Starbase lecture, and I forgot to write down how to pronounce her name. It's Adrienne Wheel. Okay, maybe? sure. Um, it's W E I L L. She's a student of Madame Curie. Oh, really? Yeah. Hey. Um, her doctoral thesis work was assigned to her, uh, working with coal, and why some forms of coal are much more impervious to penetration by gas or water than others. So they were thinking yes. maybe improving like gas mass or something. But oh, putting a okay. particular type of coal. On it makes sense. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Um, she once found a sign in a machine shop of the lab that said it was out of bounds to non-certified personnel. Uh, she flipped the signs around and used the equipment anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, Kind of like the hidden figures lady yeah. that just kind of like put the sign mm-hmm. that segregated it in their purse and uh, the sign never showed up again. <laughs> <laughs> and she wrote, she became friends with Adrienne, the Madame Curie student. Right, okay, Emma, yes. <laughs> that if you ever hear of anybody anxious for the services of a physical chemist, who knows very little about physical chemistry, but a lot about the holes in, in coal. Please let me know. Oh, there you go. Nice. <laughs> uh, she got a job in 1947 working at a lab in Paris, not far mm. from where Madame Curie and her husband discovered radium. Ah. She enjoyed hiking, swimming, and bike rides. Sweet. Her friend Jean recalled later that Rosalind never talked about men in any kind of romantic way, okay. no matter how much they tried to get her to. That <laughs> uh, they all wondered for a while as she preferred the company of women, but came to the conclusion that Rosalind, quote, would have liked a relationship with a man, but had not the remotest idea of how to cope with them or where to start. Wait, what? So... The idea of men was okay, but the no. reality, <laughs> not so much. Well, it's just not going to happen. They're just too much. It's just too much. I uh, agree. What? 
Her cousin Irene w- once asked her in 1953 why she never married, and Rosalind said that the only men she ever liked were already married. Oh, that's an easy answer. Oh, but sister, I understand. <laughs> In January of 1951, she returned to London and began began working at King's College, mm-hmm. where she was assigned with uh, Gosling and Wilkins to work on DNA. Right. Uh, she got off to a rocky start with Wilkins, as he was away on holiday when she started working, and he assumed that she was hired as an assistant. Of course. Mm-hmm. Oh. Because he's a no. sexist pig. Oh wait, is that spoilers? Well, <laughs> okay. I mean, like all of them. All of them are just. Oh, all yeah. of them are like yeah. not. Terrible. I mean, Watson's just horrible all around. Yeah. All the other dudes just seem to be making kind of small mistakes that okay. when they're all, all right. combined together. Right, right, right. It's not. It there was probably an issue with the dude running the department. He oh, was okay. writing letters yeah, yeah, yeah. to Roslyn promising this job right and he informed watson or not watson wilkins yeah that she was going to be starting there right right but i guess didn't fill her in exactly what capacity he didn't or bother whatever. to read the email yeah there was uh the rumors that he liked to stir the pot you mean the telegram around. the telegram yes exactly <laughs> no i just thought the email was funny no. definitely did didn't too. definitely didn't read out. that email yeah. <laughs> When you make your telegram too long. I know. (laughs) Smoke signals. Just didn't get there. (laughs) Uh, Rosalind began to dislike Wilkins. No. Uh, He noticed uh, and asked others around the lab what to do. His assistant, Gosling, suggested that he should buy her chocolates. (laughs) That's cool. Yep. (laughs) I mean, I'd take the chocolates and then tell him to get the hell out. Right. Right, exactly. Yep. Oh, uh, the boys in the lab called her Rosie behind her back, but yeah. never to her face. Right. Same. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, it's supposed I call to her be Rosie behind her back she too. Had, <laughs> she was like very serious with her work, and while she's at work, she's she's at work. Right. So it was kind of like a play that she is a rosy disposition. Mm-hmm. It's calling like big people tiny. Uh, that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. she like she had a very active social life. Outside of work, she had oh. lots of friends and yeah. loved to socialize. So, it's it's not her. It's not her <laughs> fault that all of her coworkers are jerks. Yep. <laughs> uh, Wilkins first met James Watson in 1951 at a conference in Naples, and when Watson was 23, mm-hmm. James Watson at 15 attended the University of Chicago and got his doctorate at Indiana University. Oh, what? That sounds familiar. Yeah. Uh, and appeared on the uh, quiz radio show program in his adolescence. Gotcha. Um, the quiz show quiz show? Uh, I think it was supposed to be like the Wiz Kids or something. Okay. But I all put right, in gotcha. the quid. Oh, the quiz kids. Oh, the quiz kids. Okay. All right. Gotcha. The quiz kids. Um, I'm guessing it's like Jeopardy. Or Probably. Something, or, yeah. yeah. Um, a college professor of his was always angry at him for never taking notes. Okay. And that'll come back later. Oh, no. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> Rosalind was very focused on her work and anything that seemed to get in her way, such as returning lab equipment to other departments could use it, seemed to upset her. <laughs> she was like, no, I need this. I'm busy. No way. <laughs> On the way to the second International Conference of Crystallography in 1951, Rosalind shared a boat cabin with Dr. Dorothy Crawford Hodgkin. 
Oh, Dorothy Hodgkin. Yes. Oh, yeah. She was an yeah. x-ray crystallographer who discovered mm-hmm. the structure of penicillin, vitamin B12, and insulin. Yes. I mostly know her as the insulin lady. Yep. Cool. Lots of things. They shared a boat? They shared a boat. <laughs> and they became friends. Happening. Um, by the end of 1951, she was writing to Paris asking for her old job back. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, so how x-ray crystallography works is that atoms are too small to see with a microscope or with cameras, or at least at that time. I'm yes. sure they still are. So a molecule is crystallized, so everything lines up in a pattern instead of being like kind of a randomized mess. Mm-hmm. The x-rays are shot at the mark molecules and a photograph a photographic film is placed behind it so that the shadows are captured on the film and mathematical calculations are done to like measure the distance mm-hmm. uh, Rosalind developed a technique for drying and rehydrating dna and the material in the vacuum tube the material in the vacuum tube needs to be moist but not humid enough to fog up the camera lens so there's like a fine Um, line yeah yeah so she was like dehydrating and rehydrating it so it was a skill yeah yeah got it and it was a (laughs) 100 hour exposure whoa for this um and the dna was pulled from flesh of animal bits from the butcher is what the gross yeah well I mean, cool. I guess it's probably better than using like the scientist's spit yeah, or something. I guess. Mm. <laughs> but okay, okay, yep. okay, okay. Yep. <laughs> there was a particular. I think it was a, a fish that they like to use. There, one particular fish that had really good, okay. long mm. strands of DNA. Woot. Okie dokie. Woot. Rosalind was often seen working in unsafe conditions with the X-rays. And France, she wore a badge that would indicate uh, her exposure was too much and they would be barred from returning to the lab for two weeks. At King's, she did not wear a lead apron. Oh. With all that radiation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But Watson and Crick um, decided they were going to have a race for DNA that no one else knew about. Mm Mm-hmm. They were the only ones participating in this race. So that's how they're going to win, if they're the yes. only ones that know about yes. it. Okay. <laughs> um, cool. They built a model of DNA in 1951, and then they showed it to Franklin, and she quickly pointed out several mistakes. William Ashbery concluded earlier, the DNA was definitely made out of four base pairs, stacked like pennies, and Erwin Shaga yeah. said that the pairs were always in even numbers... Uh, they also thought that the structure was in some sort of helix shape, which was like all the rage in science. Everything was helixes oh. at this point. Like it was the 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 trending thing. Right. Uh, Watson and Crick's model had the phosphates on the inside. Rosalind knew that they needed okay. to be on the outside because of the way the water was absorbed. Okay. So they, they showed her, and they wanted to be praised of hey. <laughs> Look how smart we are. And she's Look like, actually, did, you've made several mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> Let me show you where so, we're wrong on the diagram. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But, but in uh, uh, May of 1952, she took uh, Photograph 51, woo-woo. which is like the legendary photo that like proves the double helix structure DNA. Yay! And she put it in a drawer. Oh. Yeah. 
Was it with Hedy Lamar's uh, <laughs> <laughs> blueprint for Wi-Fi? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Mm. All in a drum. Um, yeah. The way the Watson Crick worked was that they liked to just build the model first. Sure. And Rosalind's style was to just come up with the evidence. Like she wanted all the everything mm. planned out and backed up with evidence. Gotcha. She needed before, to see it yeah. so she could be it and prove it <laughs> over mm-hmm. and over again. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Fair. Uh, scientist named Pauline in California sent uh, sent a paper proposing the structure of DNA with three helixes and bases on the outside. Okay. Um, Watts knew it was wrong. Okay. Um, and figured he had about six weeks until he published his own correct solution. Because again, he was in a race that he didn't yep. tell anybody that he was in a race, yep. and it was okay. <laughs> uh, Pauline's son worked with Watson as like an assistant. So that's how he knew of Pauline's research and like kind of okay. where he was at. Mm. He was pretty much just like, hey, tell spy. me what your daddy's working on. Spy from the inside. Yep. Okay. <laughs> uh, Watson showed up at Rosalind's office to show her Pauline's paper, presumably to convince her to share her, her data mm. so they can beat him to it. His account states that suddenly Rosie came from behind the lab bench <gasps> That separated us and began moving towards Mary, fearing that in her hot anger she may strike me. I grabbed up the Pauline manuscript and hastily retreated to the open door. Watson's a very tall man, and Rosalind's very tiny. Dramatic. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, 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 sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no one else. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) So after... Uh, the whole lab knew that Rosalind was going to be leaving the lab. Yeah. Wilkins shows Watson photograph 51. Right. Mm-hmm. Without Rosalind's permission. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh-huh. And, and they're like, oh, she's going to go anyway. And we need yeah. this information because we're in a race that only we know yeah. of. And okay. after the whole model debacle. <laughs> model debacle. Watson's <laughs> yes. like supervisor was like, no, don't work on DNA anymore. Yeah, yeah. Because it was like a thing back then that you just had one scientist work on like a thing and right. you let them work on it. It was like a competition race yeah. thing. So he was like, they're working on it. You're not allowed to work on it anymore. So he's like working on it sure. in his spare time. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so what photograph, sh- photograph 51 shows us is that it confirms the double helix shape. Mm-hmm. It shows that each section has 10 units, and it's what they call the B form of DNA. Okay. Um, and Rosalind was the one that discovered the DNA has both an A form and a B form, which I think was kind of like the dehydrated and the rehydrated form. Oh, okay. All right. Is what that was. Gotcha. It starts to get a little, little science-y. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, But Watson made sketches of what he saw on the back of a newspaper on the way home Mm -hmm. and began building a model in 1953. Okay. Watson also got a hold of Roslyn's MRC report Mm. that gave evidence for a symmetrical shape as well as two chains running in opposite directions. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the key word there is he found her work. Yep. <laughs> okay. That's my, my favorite inter- internet uh-huh. meme. <laughs> uh, yeah. What what did uh, Watson and Healy, Watson and Crick discover? Rosalind Franklin's notes. Right. Exactly. Yes. yes. Her notes. Um, 
Watson originally thought that since they knew that the pairs were always in even numbers, that it was AA, TT, CC, and GG. Okay. Uh, Jerry Donahue showed him the correct form of the molecules to use, uh, which then led to the ATCG pairs that we know today. Gattaca? So really... <laughs> he discovered nothing. 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 So like, there's nothing about this. How to copy things down? Yep. You just take little pieces from everybody. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's how science gets done. He had yep. to borrow people's notes. <laughs> yep. Right. <laughs> to win a test that he didn't have to take yep. his own. <laughs> yep. Right. Best note taker ever. <laughs> like literally Did taking them. Yeah. People's yeah. hands. Mm-hmm. I don't think I even put this in here. At some point, Watson like attends a lecture of Rosalind's, and like she had photograph fifty one in it and was like talking about this. Right. He didn't take notes. (laughs) Right. Right. Yep. Yeah. So he would have known all this earlier without like stealing her stuff. But wow. Okay. He would have just. Yep. Of his own. <laughs> yep. Great. But, but he discovered uh, it because he didn't know. Yeah. He wasn't listening yeah. in the first place. Yeah. Um, but Watson <laughs> was buddy buddies with a dude who worked in the publication of Nature. It's oh, a magazine. the Nature magazine. Yeah. Yep. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so they've, they've come up with like a deal to have uh, Watson's and Crick's published first, like okay. in order, yeah. uh, April 25th, 1953, okay. which is also why April 25th is DNA Day. Oh, look at which that. Was Just a couple of years ago at the time of recording. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, so Watson, Crick's papers going first. Okay. And then Wilkins and Stokes. Okay. And then Franklin and Gosling's. Huh, interesting. Yeah. So this is... Yeah done um to like explain where watson and crick got their information sure um as none of it had been published and was confidential the order of the articles makes it appear that watson and crick had the great idea while rosalind's research nearly confirmed and supported it right of course of course and instead of the the opposite or really instead of that she did it all yeah Pretty much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she discovered it, then confirmed it, <laughs> right, and and wrote it down, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. The uh, the big line from it is that it has not escaped our notice that the specific pairing we have postulated immediately suggests a possible copying mechanism for genetic material. I mean, I just love the word copying mechanism. <laughs> <laughs> Like it's very tough. <laughs> yeah. In their paper, they do not mention that their conclusions was based on Rosalind's research. Of course, of course. Well, which uh, that was obvious. <laughs> which in today's day, that'll get you kicked out of school because yeah, that's plagiarism. Yeah. That is plagiarism. <laughs> yes. Yep. But by the time the articles have been published in Nature, Rosalind already began working in another laboratory, and she was assigned to work on viruses, mm-hmm. particularly the tobacco mosaic virus. Gotcha. Her office was on the fifth floor and had a leaky ceiling and often worked with an umbrella protecting her papers. Oh, my gosh. She worked with Alan Klug, who later won a Nobel Prize for his work oh. done with Roslyn. Oh, my gosh. And uh, he mentions Roslyn in his speech. Cool. <laughs> cool. Uh, was, uh, spoiler, she still alive at the time that he said his no. speech? Oh, okay. But yeah, we'll get to that. Okay. Interesting. Um, They determined that the tobacco mosaic virus also has a helix shape Mm 
Okay. And that it was a hollow tube on the inside. Yeah. And uh, model Mm -hmm. was requested to be built. While giving a lecture uh, tour of the U.S., Mm -hmm. she felt some abdomen pain. And a doctor told her to just see a doctor when she got home. Uh And when she got home and saw that doctor, he diagnosed her with ovarian cancer. But she was determined to still work. Uh, One person in the lab recalled her crawling up the stairs, refusing to be carried. The fifth floor. Oh, Mm. no. And she died April 16th, 1958, at the age of 37. 37. And it was was about the same date that she died that the (laughs) virus model was unveiled at the Brussels World Fair. There we go. That was the World Fair. Yeah, Yeah. there we go. Yeah. Yep. Oh, and I mean, we don't know for sure, but she was doing a lot of radiation stuff. She was doing a lot yeah. of x-ray stuff yeah. and she That's wasn't wearing protective gear. But yeah. I mean, there also wasn't very well protective yeah. gear at the time. Yeah. But because uh, I mean, man. she liked to hike and stuff. So, right. I mean, otherwise she seemed to be in good health. So, right. Well, even now, ovarian cancer is hard to find and hard to see and hard to mm-hmm. diagnose right. before it mm-hmm. goes too far. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, once it's gone too far, then you can find it. Oh, yeah, that's exactly. What so the what with that? I don't know. Right. Uh, her tombstone reads, Scientist, her research and discoveries on viruses remain of lasting benefit to mankind. mankind. And in 1984, Watson gave a lecture at St. Paul's, Roslyn's old school. Mm-hmm. Uh, he still insisted that they did not steal from her. That they were, know, that she was, that they were just more interested in DNA than <gasps> she was. Gross. The head of the chemistry department wrote in his notes, they cared more. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she did all the work, but they cared more. Oh the, my God. But the uh, the head of chemistry wrote in his notes that the science block is still talking about that horrible man. <laughs> mm. <laughs> that horrible, horrible man. So, in 1968, uh, James Watson publishes a book called The Double Helix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which actually uh, we have in the library uh, as a reference. Don't let me find it. I know. It's a <laughs> reference. I would rather have books about Rosalind. He refers to her as Rosie mm-hmm. in the book. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> the nerve. <laughs> yeah. He knew what he was doing. <laughs> so, Watson The wrote- book is also, like, that thick. Like, he yeah. can't really write. <laughs> uh, it's probably pretty much her papers that he's publishing right, in the book. Yeah. Uh, Watson wrote in The Double Helix, Momentarily, I wondered how she would look like if she took off her glasses and did something novel with her hair. <laughs> the woman always looked proper. She yeah. like the picture you, that everybody sees. Yeah, she's wearing, wearing pearls. Like, her yeah. hair yeah. is nicely coiffed. Is she smiling? Is no, she, is she she's smiling right now. She's being a scientist. Yeah. <laughs> Stern. Though her features were quite strong, she was not unattractive and oh! might have even been quite stunning. Has she even taken a mild interest in clothes? <sighs> I hate him more. I never- didn't know I could hate him more. Oh, oh, you just. Oh, wait. God, there's more. There's there's horrible more. band. There was never <laughs> lipstick to contrast with her slight, straight black hair. She didn't have enough lipstick? Yep. Yep. She's a scientist, damn it. I was going to say, I'm sorry she's doing science. <laughs> yep. Uh, Wilkins complained that everyone was portrayed badly in Watson's book, except for Watson himself. No. So much so that Harvard University Press refused to publish it. 
Quick Crick wrote to Watson, your book is misleading and in bad taste. Oh. It does not illuminate the process of scientific discovery and distorts it. Okay, mm. thanks, Crick. Uh, Wilson also asked if there was any mention in the book that Franklin had died. Uh-huh. Watson later adds on a bit at the end about how it must have been hard for a woman in science at the time. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, okay, good. Yay, Watson. Uh-huh. So why wasn't Rosalind given the Nobel Prize? Why? why? In 1962, it was Because she didn't wear lipstick. Two X chromosomes. <laughs> There's that too. Yeah. Two uh, X chromosomes yeah. and a lack of lipstick. So in 1962, it was awarded to Watson, Crick, and Wilkins. And Rosalind's only mentioned in passing by Wilkins in, mm. in the speeches. Right. At the time, Nobel Prizes were only awarded to living people. Yeah. She had yeah. already died at this point. Right. They also had a limit on how many people can share a prize, which is okay. three. Okay. Okay. Convenient. Then, um, right. Like later when they, they like, because everyone asks Watson about it all the time. Right. And he's just like, well, we liked Wilkins. <laughs> there, it's it's okay. the bro club. It is the bro code. Um, <laughs> the Nobel Committee has several instances of people who should not have received a prize or should have it taken away. Right. But also, she probably should have gotten two with her work yeah, with Alan with Clough. Both. Right, yeah. exactly. <laughs> but she was deceased at the time. Yep. So. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, some great books. Yeah. On Rosalind Franklin is uh, Barbara Max's Rosalind Franklin, The Dark Lady of DNA. Mm-hmm. Uh, Howard Markell, The Secret Life, Rosalind Franklin, James Watson, Francis Crick and the discovery of DNA's double helix. Nice. Yeah. So Barbara's book is pretty much just, just like all all Rosalind, mm-hmm. while um, Howard's book is more of like the whole, all the, the different sp- things that's going on. Like right. it talks about like the the work done in California, and it kind of gives background on on all the dudes. Cool. Um, Get a so- much more rounded story, but yeah, yeah, learning about Roz. So, bonus round. Yes. Uh oh. Why? Is this, is this when he Why gets, James Watson is a trash person. Is this when he gets super racist. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he's Ooh. also the only one living of uh, of these people. Uh, Watson, Crick, Wilkins, Gosling. Right. It's the only one. There's also a really good, uh, I think, a PBS documentary. I think it's called The Dark Lady of DNA. Okay. It's really okay. good, and it has a lot of the people in it. Like it oh, has okay. like her friends. It has Gosling. And Wilkins Watson, Watson refused. Oh, to why? Be part of it. Oh, oh, why? Because it wasn't a mouse. Oh, oh my. Um, yeah. When Watson met Wilkins, he noticed that Wilkins was taking an interest in his sister Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. So he encouraged this relationship, hoping that it would lead to Watson getting a job at King's College. Oh. So pawning off his sister so he can get a job. Great. Yeah, yeah, classy. Okay. Um, <laughs> in his letters and throughout the books, is constant comments about pretty girls. Oh, like yeah, all the no. time, just about like what cities had pretty girls, what events had pretty girls, like wow. the whole thing. Yeah. Um, he initially invited a twenty-year-old former research assistant to come with him to accept the Nobel Prize. Uh huh. She declined. No. Stating that she had a boyfriend. Oh, yeah. And he's 34. Yeah. <laughs> so apparently, like, 
I don't know. Who knows if she's just like, I have a boyfriend as an excuse. Yeah. Because uh-huh. we all know that That's line. the very safety. Of when a dude won't leave you alone at a right. bar, you exactly. have to say, I'm someone else's property. Right. Exactly. Please or he don't. just didn't know her well enough to know that she had a boyfriend. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Either way, this isn't something that you need to say for safety to your yep. colleague. To go to freaking Europe. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, he pursued uh, several romances with undergrad- undergraduate students, yeah. which is not something you should do. Right. Mm-hmm. But he married Elizabeth Lewis in 1968. He was okay. 40. She was 19. Gross. Okay. Yeah. Mm, I mean, I shouldn't sure. expect anything else. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And in 2000, Watson declared a connection between skin color and sex drive. There it is. Lovely. That dark-skinned yeah. people have higher libidos. Lovely. Science. Did he find that in somebody else's notes? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe. Sounds like it. And in 2000, he also said, whenever you interview fat people... You feel bad because you know you're not going to hire them. Oh. <laughs> All around. Breathe, He's breathe. amazing. Yep. And 2007, mm. he said that people from Africa are oh God, no, no. of African descent <laughs> are less intelligent than Westerners based off of IQ scores. Inaccurate. Yeah. And he he's so repeatedly dead. suggested that the bottom 10% of all really stupid people oh, no. should be cured. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I got or, a pill for uh, it. Yeah, or, that sounds like <laughs> eugenics to me. A little bit. A little bit. Oh, no. Yep. Watson's great. Yep. Gracious. I'm so glad that he got to live uh, yeah, as long as yeah. he did to yeah. tell people about the DNA. All these people are still like constantly asking him about Rosalind. Oh my God. Like that Which seems to be his curse. He's not going to change his tune. He's not going to suddenly give her any He's kind of still, credit. I don't even think it'd be on his deathbed. I don't think oh. it's because I think he believes it. 100% yeah. Be- that, no, He's been reiterating not, it for yeah. so long. It, that, yeah. It's a pathological liar in him. He just. 100% believes what he's saying mm-hmm. so yeah I mean he didn't take notes you know to be <laughs> a contrary so that he could remember what his notes mm-hmm. were later right right well, he, were. and the proof that those weren't his notes exactly does he even have notes <laughs> does he even know it's how to write sure it is like a lockbox <laughs> trapped with a whole bunch of images of 20 year olds <laughs> great but you know what but I love Rosie though <laughs> Roz. Roz. Rosalind. And you have an artwork about her, too. I do. I have a painting of her. Yes. Which is um, available in prints, postcards, pins. Exactly. It's got the DNA sequence code kind of running behind her. It's Mm -hmm. really, really pretty. That wraps it up for us this week. Join us next week for another cool woman of history as the Gals Guide podcast continues. Thanks for listening. For show notes, links, and images from this week's show, visit galsguide.org. Want exclusive stuff like deleted bits and major bloopers? Become a Gals Guide patron today. Thanks for listening.